Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. My name is Kale. I'm incredibly influential. My name is Maxwell, and I'm highly successful. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday, February sixth. So we're we haven't even waited a day after after the last episode. And we're already back for more. You know what? We're we're here. We're ready for you. We're 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 up and at it. We're ready to go. Uh. How 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 was your week, Maxwell? How a, after our conversation about about hot salty nuts, uh, how, how how was your week? How how did that impact your week? I don't think I had any impact on my week. I don't think I even remembered what we talked about. We yeah we we, we I, I remembered we we titled the episode "Hot Salty Nuts" because god damn it, that's that was just amazing honestly honestly last week was one of our goaded episodes like i don't know how we're gonna top that that was a good ass episode i yeah well we better figure it out we better we're we're in for the long haul we're 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 in it to win it you know we're we already dive right in we we didn't pack our floaties we didn't pack our parachute we just jumped straight out the plane we're we're on our way down we're at terminal velocity and you're you're uh, coming with us, so just uh, uh, get ready for that. But uh, yeah, I uh, I oh shit, you know what we can talk about? Uh, this I I think we should make this our Valentine's Day special. How do how do you feel about that? Because because it's February sixth. Well, it's February sixth now, but when it comes out, it'll be February thirteenth. So it's going to be like the day before Valentine's Day. And I think it's better to like celebrate the holiday before it happens rather than after it happens, right? Does that make sense? Um yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. Word. Okay. Um <laughs> I feel like this this episode is just going to be both of us talking about how neither one of us have Valentine's Day plans even though it's a week away. <laughs> Oh shit. Yeah, so we better start planning. We better start, honestly. Hi key. Uh this is so so this is turning into an advice column where you don't do what we tell you, right? We are we are bad examples, right? So uh Oh Jesus. Sorry. Season of love. Uh yes, season of love. Uh yeah. So Valentine's is 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 here and i would say it's probably better to have plans by the time we're recording this right like more than a week in advance right if if you're trying to you know like impress uh said person right so like uh i i guess this is an announcement i don't know i think you're just conject you're just like conjecturing Maybe. All right. So, so I, I, I guess I have a bit of an. What you're saying isn't even real. No, I think I think that that is that is generally sound advice. Is if you want to go all out for someone on Valentine's Day, if you if you want to, you know, make for me. All right. Again, let let me do my announcement. So I've started seeing someone recently. So this will be my first Valentine's with them. So if you're like me and this is your first Valentine's with someone, it's better to go all out and sort of 
you know, make plans a little bit in advance and try to impress them rather than waiting until the last minute, you know, don't, don't fly by the seat of your pants. But for you, this isn't your first Valentine's day with your lady friend. So, uh, I, I don't know, maybe there's like a difference there, but we're, I mean, neither one of us has any fucking idea what we're going to do. So maybe, then we're maybe just do what we do. Yeah. Maybe just do what we somehow do. somehow we're better at planning this every week than we are at planning Valentine's Day. Well, I and we're know. and we're barely doing this. We we don't plan this every. I mean, we were we were pretty good this week. We were pretty good this week. Like I got all all the most of the assignments that I need to do done. Like everything that's due tonight has been done. Everything, like I don't have anything to do until like Thursday night. So I'm free and I don't have to leave for, so it's like mid afternoon and I've still got like an hour and a half. So this was less planned and more luck. Like we're, we're just, we're here early this week, just out of sheer luck that our, our timelines sort of came together. But like, uh, (laughs) we're, uh, we're not usually that good at planning this either. So I, I have been consistently surprised that we've only ever missed two weeks in our entire, like, uh, uh, almost two years. You know, I, I feel like that's uh, an achievement. You know, 50, 50 episodes in a year uh, for, for 2023, the, full, the first full year of this show, we, we, had, we only ever missed two episodes. One was because we were changing hosts, and one was because... It was uh, Christmas damn it yeah it was it was christmas and i was uh uh sort of not in a place where i could record things so that was again it those were those were the only two times we ever missed an, an episode so far uh knock on knock on wood of course but uh you know i i'm i'm pretty proud of myself for that so i think as long as you're decent at planning or adapting at least you you can figure it out, you know, but uh, I mean I think I have an idea of what I'm gonna do for Valentine's. Um, hopefully, hopefully she doesn't subscribe to the uh, to the Patreon. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, we're we're starting this this week. So uh, if you didn't know already, the first part of the episode will be available for both tiers of our subscribers. So starting this week, part one is available for our $3 uh, subscribers. They can listen to it as soon as it's done uh, being edited rather than waiting until Tuesday and just listening to the full episode at the normal time. So hopefully uh, she, uh, I, I, I don't want to discuss my plans too much just in case she, she comes in and joins that. So we'll, we'll we might have to, keep my idea hush hush but i i guess i have somewhat of an idea but really my my advice to you guys is definitely plan this shit further in advance than i'm doing uh especially if it's your first valentine's day because that's 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 a good time to make first impression is like your first uh the first time that you're together on their birthday uh the first valentine's day and your first anniversary those are the three big ones Right, you're gonna want to uh, uh, make a, a big blowout there, 
and like really do something sweet you know what what did you do for your first valentine's day with um have we said her name on the podcast i didn't do anything you didn't do anything you didn't get her a gift you didn't like take her out to dinner or anything i stayed in my room and (laughs) i never left my room and then people came to my room and said hey are you okay and I wasn't, I wasn't great, but you know, that's okay. Sometimes people cannot feel okay. That's true. I mean, I'm glad you're doing better, but yeah, that's a shitty time for it though, isn't it? Like, uh, oh, I'm feeling really terrible and awful, but it's like your special day. And like, either way, you're kind of screwed, right? Because like, if you go and you do all those things and you're, you know, you're not feeling it, you might be like half-hearted and stuff. So then they're going to be like, Hey, you know, why are you not into this? Right. But if you don't go, then you're not going out with them on their birthday. Right. And that's kind of fucked up. That's kind of fucked up. So you're kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't. So it was not a birthday though. Oh, well that, well, that's what I was asking. What did you do? It was Valentine's day. Oh, okay. On the first Valentine's day. What did you do on, the first uh their first birthday that you were together um i think we went out and got food and i don't know i can't remember yeah i just uh yeah what here like here here here's my advice here's my advice it doesn't have to be anything huge or extravagant or expensive but you definitely want to show that you are like thinking about them and like, Hey, this is your special day. I want to appreciate you. And just like make an effort to be appreciative and that sort of thing. And I think you're pretty good on like on their birthday, you know, like it's not all that hard, honestly. Right. Like if you found the right person, you you make it sound so easy. I think it should be easy. I think if you find uh mr or mrs or mix mix is that the non-binary i don't know anywho if you find the right person it should be easy to like show them that you appreciate them without spending a million fucking dollars right like you know you could pull a uh a kanye west and spend like 50 bajillion dollars to get a fucking hologram of her dead father uh, with artificial intelligence to uh, tell her happy birthday and shit. Or you can just buy, like get a card, get some flowers from the store, or even just pick some flowers, dude. Like if it's in like the summer or the, or the spring, just pick some flowers, right? Like you ain't got to spend all that money. Just, you know, let them know that you're thinking about them. And if they're the right person, then that should be enough but you always got to make that good impression on the first time. But then again, that's not an excuse for you to slouch. Right. So like, you know, you do something big for this Valentine's day. You don't want to like barely do anything on the next Valentine's day. You want to gradually lower it to what is manageable for you every year, but also uh, on your birthday and on, you know, on the anniversary and on Valentine's day, they should be uh, showing you that they appreciate you. That's I, I, I have been 
uh, a vocal proponent against uh, Valentine's Day and anniversaries before, but I, I do kind of get the appeal where it's just like it's a it's a holiday where you're like mutual appreciation with your your partner and just being like, hey, you know, I am there and I appreciate you, and you can do it any day, but having that whole like everybody recognizes it. I, I think maybe being in a relationship on this time of year has definitely softened me against it because I uh, like being single on Valentine's day fucking sucks. I, I think we can both uh, agree with that. Max, wouldn't you agree with that? I don't know. Well, you haven't been single on Valentine's day in like three years. So maybe you don't remember, but like, I don't know if you're, if you're single and like looking for like something and like like you're like single but not by choice on valentine's day it's kind of a reminder of just like that you're not uh you know having that sort of relationship with someone and that that sounds like that sounds like your problem i think the solution is to be single by choice well that's that's not necessary that that that's not like how it works I mean, I'm sorry. What are you? Are you trying to tell me how it works? Yes. You know, if you want to be in a relationship with someone, you want to be in a relationship with someone. It's not like you but know. You could. You can be sad and single on Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's your choice. I mean, I. What I will say is, like, it is kind of hard to avoid. Is what I'll say. Like there are there are benefits to not being uh, in a relationship on Valentine's Day, you know. Uh, you don't need money to spend on your honey if you don't have a honey at all. Quoth Jack's films, what is that? Twenty eighteen. So that's a good quote. That's a good quote. You don't you don't need to spend money on your honey if you don't got a honey. So that that is there, and like you know, they, or it's from bump- a man who probably spent too much money on his honey. Who <laughs> Jack's films or me? You said Jackson said it. Yeah. So that's I, who I'm talking about. I don't think he spent. Uh, they did get. They did do a destination wedding, I think, and then go to the fucking Maldives for their honeymoon. So, I mean, I I might agree with that, but, I mean, Jack Jack's wife is like uh like works in an office. She makes her own money. I think she she can handle that. You know, she she does an eight to five. At an office building, you know, she's a, she, she make her own money, but yeah, I think there's definitely some benefits to being single on Valentine's day because you know, candy Valentine's and shit, that is expensive. That is expensive. And, and the day after all those leftover chocolates and candy and whatever the fuck gets a huge drop in price because they got to get rid of it before Easter. So you know that's that's something right like uh candy at a very reduced uh price not i'm i'm not going to say no to that um but i mean i also think they do shove it down your throat right like it is hard to avoid you basically can't go on social media uh like like if you're not if you don't want to be reminded of the fact that you're single you for like february 12th to february 15th 
you cannot go on social media. Uh, you can't really go to restaurants. Uh, you can't really go to like even like Walmart. But like on February fifteenth and sixteenth, you're relatively clear to be like, you know, head on out, get that uh, discount candy, and uh, binge eat to your heart's content. But now, now that I am in a relationship on Valentine's Day, I do see the appeal and I get it. And it's nice to be cutesy and corny and romantic on, you know, one day of the year, right? But you can do that on every day. But again, it's just nice, you know? Like, I, I have mixed feelings about it, you know? Who, who doesn't have mixed feelings on it? Because it's, it's not like, who, who goes crazy for Valentine's Day every year? Whose holiday, who, whose favorite holiday definitely is Valentine's not, Day? Definitely not me. Not uh not i either but i'm i'm kind of weird because halloween isn't my favorite holiday either you're you're kind of weird because now you're suddenly all crazy about valentine's day i'm not crazy about it but i i you know i like it it's sounds kind of crazy to me it's neat it is um i'll say when you're with the right person it's nice when you're with the wrong person and you feel like there's a lot of pressure to like go and do all these things for someone and you know, or you feel like you're not going to get anything back. If you feel like it's just an obligation for you and like that, you're, you're not getting any, getting anything back from them. Then you're doing Valentine's day wrong and like with the wrong person. But if you're doing it right, it's fine. Like it's, it's nice. It's neat. It's fun. But I don't, I don't think any, uh, I don't think like any good partner would be like, you need to spend like a million bucks and take me to a fancy restaurant and all that sort of thing. Right. Like as long as you're trying the right person will uh, see that and appreciate you. And there you go. I don't know. Max, do you feel like Valentine's day is a stressful time for you? Do you feel the pressure to perform? Yeah. That sounds very sexual. I'm I'm sorry. I I will re- revise my statement. Do you well, feel you only, the pressure? You only made it sexual by saying it was. No, I. You weren't you last week talking about how I said uh, pulling out and you were you you took it all dirty. Weren't weren't weren't, weren't you doing that? Yeah, I don't but at least it. I I own up to when I do it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, but like the pressure to uh like go all out and really uh give a whole bunch on valentine's day and like feel like you're not going to get anything back in return you know do you, do you sort of feel that sort of thing why do you not love that person no 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 i'm just saying like do you feel the pressure to like spend and like get all these things and like take her to all these places uh but not feel like you're getting anything back right do do you feel like the pressure uh and like your effort outweighs the effort that you're getting back or i wouldn't say so exactly so i i would say that's a good sign if you're if you feel like you're giving the amount of effort that you're receiving and i feel like that's true for every relationship in just about every context is if you feel like you're giving the same amount of effort that you're getting back, 
you know, that's a, that's, that's a healthy relationship there. So I think that's all you can really uh, look for. But what did you do last Valentine's day? Just, just in case we want to give like ideas and, and uh, inspiration to anyone who's on their last day before Valentine's day and has no, uh, uh, no idea what they're going to do for their partner. Good luck. You don't, you don't have any ideas? Well, um, you know, get a small gift. Get get candy. Unless, like, your partner is allergic to candy. Maybe that would be a shitty candy. existence. <laughs> yeah, become... apolo- if they can't apologize for their shitty existence. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, if you're allergic to... Uh, fucking like Skittles, man. Just, just fucking wrap it up, bro. Skittles are delicious. Or like, uh, God, oh my God. If I was allergic to peanuts, I would, I, I would just down an entire jar of peanut butter and just end it all. You know, God damn, that would suck. Cause think about how many things you wouldn't be able to eat. Because not only do you have to worry about, uh like actual things that have peanuts in them, you know, like paydays, peanut butter, that sort of thing. You got to worry about anything that's been like packaged in a factory that also packages like peanut things. Right. So anything could be contaminated and you got to, you got to look at every single label that would suck. So, you know, I'm, I'm allergic to bananas and that's my, that's my cross to bear. You know, I have to pop, Two Benadryls before I even touch anything with banana in it. Um, but, like, you know what? At least I'm not deathly allergic to anything, especially peanuts, because that would be awful. But, yeah, I don't know. Also, I noticed you dodged my question of what did you do last year for Valentine's Day? I think it was the same scenario. You satisfied? You, where you just stayed in your room? I think so. You seem like you're not just not a very romantic person, Maxwell. This is, you know, I'm not surprised, I guess is what I'll say. I this this feels in line with your character. But I mean, damn, I'm just I'm just kind of shocked that you're just not not a Valentine. Actually, you know what? I kind of understand. I kind of understand, and here's why. Um Oh, please explain it to me. I, I kind of understand, and I'm I'm giving you a I'm giving you an excuse. I'm I'm letting you off the hook here, so you should be grateful. Um, but like normally around mid February is when the seasonal affective uh uh depression and like uh like relatively just lower mood, like more negative mood, is when it's at its like most bad. Uh, uh, obviously this year we have an exception because it is 51 and sunny here. I, I, I don't know what the, what the weather is for you right now, but it is 51 and sunny here. So, and it's likely to, oh my God, on Friday, it's going to be like 55, 56, you know, like we're, we're having like really, really good weather this, uh, this winter. 
which is probably a bad sign. I call it good weather, but it's a really bad sign. But like normally around this time of year, the weather is so bad and it's so cloudy and dark and miserable that I I totally understand just wanting to be like, fuck this. I'm going to stay in my room, uh, binge eat and not get out of my pajamas. Like I totally get that. So I, I understand. I understand. I see where you're coming from. I don't know if that was it, but if it was, I totally understand that. Uh, it's not really that. It's not really like that, but, you know, it's nice of you to try to assess my struggles. I Thank mean, you. it. it is... I, I'm just saying, if I was to be, like, not feeling that sort of thing, uh, it would either be, like... Uh, because I was single or like just gone through like a breakup or because the seasonal effective was hitting because when the seasonal effective hits, it hits. I, uh, I, I struggle with that in the winter months. So I get it. I need, I need to move someplace. Once I'm done with, with school and I can, you know, afford to like move around the country for like, for work. I need to move someplace where there's no winter because fuck this shit. This is awful. I, yeah, it's, I, it, it hits really bad. So that's my plan. I don't know about you. What is your plan? What, what, where are you going to go? When oh, I don't know. Don't ask me that. I feel like you would stay in New York. I feel like that's all, you know, at this point, like, Having been in Manhattan for, at you think least... that's all I? You think that's all I know when you know that I've spent twenty months outside of New York with you? That's 20, how I met you. Twenty months, yeah, and then also your time at school is not in Manhattan, but for the like a large majority of your life, you've been in Manhattan, and I feel like that's you. I, I I do hate to give New York credit for this, but New Yorkers really, really love their city, right? Like, you know, Stan Lee was a New Yorker, and he was like, every single one of my characters is going to be in New York City, because uh, I just fucking, I love it so much. I've got a raging New York City boner. Excelsior, you know? Uh but like you know, that's that's like one of the best parts about New York is fucking everybody there. Like they talk shit on it all the time. You know, it's like, ah, uh, you know, living in New York sucks. But like, whenever somebody insults it, they'll be like, "Fuck you! Your fucking city's trash. New York is the best city in the fucking world." You know, like the people who live in New York City just fucking love it. So credit to them. So I feel like you can't, you can take the New Yorker out of New York, but you can't take the. Uh, New York out of the New Yorker, you know? Does that make sense? Sure, why not? So I, I just, I feel like I can't see you not in New York City, even though the only times I've ever been with you have not been in New York City. So it's, it's, it's weird, but I just, I, I don't see you outside of New York, you know? I, I think eventually even if you did leave you would come back to uh to manhattan so that that's my theory you know feel free to prove me wrong if you want 
but that's that's my theory. Well, you know, thanks for considering me a New Yorker, though you've never met me anywhere in the city. Never, not once. Not a once. Not one time. But not a once. Not a single microsecond have I seen you in New York City. But like I I know I just I've I've heard you talk about it. I've heard every other fucking New Yorker talk about it. It's all they can talk about. It's it. A lot of people from New York make it their whole personality. You're not that bad, but a lot of people are. And I think that that is that I I don't think there's anyone else on earth that talks about their city more than New Yorkers, except for maybe people who live in LA because people who live in LA talk about their city a lot, but New Yorkers just, it's their whole personality and for, for, for ill or for good, you know, you, you just can't separate them from that. Uh, Especially with their driving ability, because if you've ever been to Florida uh, during the winter, that's where all the fucking New Yorkers, uh, all the snowbirds go, and they drive like they're still in fucking New York. So <laughs> there you go. There you they're, go. They're, they're driving like it's the fucking Verrazano Bridge, right? Those those assholes. God, New Yorkers learning how to drive challenge impossible. But yeah, I I don't see you ever leaving Manhattan fully at least. Well, we will see. Where would you go if you could live anywhere uh, and money was, like, no object? <laughs> if money was no object, I would live in the city. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> You'd li- you would live in Manhattan? Well, just because, like, the city is so expensive to live in, like, yes, normally. But, I, but I'm saying, like, money or not, like career or not like just to just to live where would you go i really don't know no idea i I think that is always a hard question to answer for me for me it's especially hard i think I, i i've talked about this before i've said it before and you were like damn that's dark but i don't consider myself as having like a real hometown or whatever like i i don't really have allegiance to any one like place because i've just moved so many damn places but i don't know i feel like milwaukee honestly i i i've always enjoyed milwaukee a lot i think that's a nice city to live in uh they they have a nice baseball team they have a nice downtown atmosphere um food's generally pretty good in the area uh yeah people are nice god the the wisconsinites are really really sweet um but they're it's just the accents are so annoying (laughs) they're so bad Um, I, i got you and i and i say this as my dad is is married to a woman from wisconsin who has that wisconsin accent and like i love her she's great but dear God, the accent is just, it's so goofy. It's so goofy. It's like a fucking cartoon character. All people who have a Wisconsin accent are, they just sound like a fucking uh, cartoon character. And it's hilarious. But it's just, you know, like it, it's funny, right? 
it's like there are certain things that you can't imagine someone from Wisconsin saying, right? Like you wouldn't be able to take them seriously. Say like imagine in The Godfather when it's like you come into my house and you and you uh, disrespect my family on the day of my daughter's wedding, you know, like you have that. Now imagine someone from Wisconsin trying to say that. You wouldn't be able to take them seriously. It's fucking hilarious. So it's it's just, you know, the accent would just be the one limiting factor. <laughs> because everything else is, you know, pretty nifty. I like I like Wisconsin. I don't mind the the Midwestern winters. Um uh well, uh, uh, I don't know about that. Wisconsin winters are pretty bad. Immediately but. took it back. I, I'm not taking it back all the way, but I'm just saying I've seen pretty bad winters and maybe it's because we're having a good winter this year, but uh, that is rough. My, I guess my second choice would probably be, uh, probably be like DC. I like DC. DC is a nice, a nice, uh, city. It's you. I mean, you were there relatively recently, you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it's nice there's it it sort of broke up into like three different kind of areas right because like when you go in like maryland you sort of got baltimore baltimore's pretty close and that sort of stretch in between dc and baltimore is kind of nice it's a little bougie but like you know it's 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 nice and then you go into virginia and it's sort of a different atmosphere in virginia and then when you go into like dc proper dc proper is you know it's different there too so it's just like all different sorts of things. So you never really get tired of it uh, as far as like DC. So I've, I've never disliked DC. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I think that would be my second choice because the winters aren't too bad. Like the weather, the weather's decent relatively. The winters are mild. The summers are warm. It's not bad, but yeah, those are my those are my two choices. Feel free to judge if you want, because Lord knows they're fucking garbage choices. But yeah, um, we should probably go to the ad break. Okay. All right. Uh, ad break. Uh, don't skip it. We need the money. Goodbye. This episode is sponsored by Liquid IV, the number one powdered hydration brand in America. We've been partnering with them all summer, and I've been using it to beat the heat through some of these particularly nasty heat waves. While it was scorching hot outside, I was staying cool and refreshed with Liquid IV and their 12 delicious flavors. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you twice as fast and far more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains five essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks without any GMOs, gluten, dairy, or soy. Liquid IV is also committed to equitable access to clean water worldwide, partnering with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions with communities that protect both their water and their futures, and donating 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST, again, all one word, at liquidiv.com. Thank you again to Liquid IV for partnering with us. This podcast is sponsored 
by Amanda Redwine, your no-nonsense talk therapist and parent coach. Serving individuals and couples in both Illinois and Florida for counseling slash therapy, as well as worldwide for parent coaching. Amanda's specialty is working with teens and young adults, as well as their family systems. Amanda has extensive experience working with youth who identify on the LGBTQIA spectrum. She has also done couples work based on a foundation of the Gottman Method. She brings a light, no-nonsense approach to treatment that is approachable and empathetic. She is unflappable and makes her clients comfortable from the very beginning. Find out more at www.amandaredwine.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-R-E-D-W-I-N-E.com. Thank you again for sponsoring this episode, and back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, it, it is the same day this time. I, sometimes we, we, we skip a day. Uh, la- last time we skipped a day, it, was, it led to some uh, disastrous consequences, but we're, we're still here. Um, oh, shit. You know what we should talk about? You know what we should talk about? Um, what? This is important. Uh, Grammys. The Grammys were on Sunday night. Uh, and I and I have some things to say about that. Uh, oh, well, do I wanna... do not. So you have plenty. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Uh. So, well, this this kind of leads into the Oscars, right? So, the Grammys also have a best uh like film score uh category, and Oppenheimer won that. So, do we? Do you think maybe like? There's a chance that Oppenheimer is uh, is gonna win best score uh, at the Oscars. Do you think that that might be a clue, or do you think that the people who uh, vote on the Grammys are too different from the people who vote at the Oscars uh, to where that's not a good predictor? Uh, I don't know. I don't think either is a good predictor of the other. That's my take. Okay. Uh, you said four things. So, so I want to remind everyone, my pick for best score was also Oppenheimer. Uh, but your score was, your, your choice for best score was poor things. So um, I want to, I just want to be like, okay, I, I want to give you opportunity to, the, the op, opportunity uh, to change your, your, uh, your vote. Did you like what I did there? Like halfway through, I kind of, I kind of recognized that there was an opportunity for the joke. And you did it again. And I did it again. Um, do you have any opposition to that uh, uh, course of action? No. <laughs> I, I love just the just not just refuse to engage with me all right that's probably the best way to do it um uh oh okay i also have another thing um they gave flowers uh by miley cyrus the uh record of the year and i want to die that is that is the worst possible choice that they could have gone with because i don't know about you flowers might be might be my least favorite song of last year 
no, that's not true. I think I do. I do hate. Um, what is it? Try that in a small town more. But Flowers is pretty fucking bad. Have you heard that song? Nope. You, oh my god. What do you listen to all year? Because I don't. I don't usually. Uh listen to pop music but i was sort of forced to uh hear grammy uh, or, or that song flowers uh and like some of the grammys music but I, I just i just had a couple of just miscellaneous notes on here um but yeah flowers was was record of the year and i believe it was also um pop solo performance performance as well which was just mind-boggling because it was awful yeah it was it was pop solo performance you know taylor swift's anti-hero what was i made for paint the town red and vampire well i don't i don't like vampire but i like vampire more than i like flowers flowers is like the worst song of last year other than maybe try that in a small town try that in a small town was fucking awful that that was fucking terrible I see. Uh, did, were you able to not hear? Did you, did you hear about it at least? I don't know if you heard it, but did you hear about it? No, I don't think so. Okay, it's um, it's basically a pro lynching song. That like I I can't I can't say anything else about that. It, it's just a pro lynching song. So. Uh, fuck Jason Aldean. Fuck Try That in a Small Town. Um, yeah. Uh, I we will say... I we will do say, not tolerate that here. We don't. Uh, and it also just sounds like shit, because Jason Aldean is a terrible performer. Um, who... Him, Luke Bryan... Um, oh, Toby Keith died as well. Toby Keith died to uh, last night, I think. Um, and let me just say, if Jason Aldean were to, uh, join him, nothing of value would be lost. If, if he wants to, you know, go to the hospital and breathe his last, nothing of value will have been lost. Luke Bryan, same thing. Luke Bryan didn't release anything like openly racist, but, um, he's a moron and I hate him. And I think he brings the collective human IQ down by about like seven points. Like the overall human average IQ is lower because Luke Bryan continues to exist. So that pisses me off. But I will say, speaking of last night, you know, we said Toby Keith croaked last night, but in country songs, uh, I'm really glad that last night by Morgan Wallen didn't win country song of the year because I fucking hate that song as well. Um, I hated a lot of songs last year. 2023 was not a good year for music. Um, but Chris Stapleton and Dan Wilson won Best Country Song, and I, I like that. I fucking love Chris Stapleton. He's great. I know it's a cliche thing to say, to be like, oh, I don't listen to uh, country music except for Chris, uh, Chris Stapleton, but it's true. I, I don't, and he's great. He's fucking awesome. But... Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about Morgan Wallen? Are you familiar with the Morgan Wallen controversy? Nope. 
Okay, so there's a bit of a timeline here. In 2020, uh, ooh, I believe it was 2021. Hang on, I, I, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I, I don't want to misrepresent the story. So, in 2021, yes, he was caught uh, using the N-word on a video, um, and he, like, it, it was not, like, A, it's not, like, N, like, like, like he, he used hard R, N-word, so, not, not good, and, you know, he went on his big apology tour through all of 2022. His apology tour? Yes. Like, apologizing for that, or was it just called the apology tour? No, like like a PR campaign to like apologize for that, and okay, so, I so the yes, I and others apologize. thought he did a decent job apologizing. Like, I I wanted to hold off for a while. Um, he he's worked with like a couple of <laughs> so this was really funny. So he worked with um uh, a couple of rappers who would like. He was literally doing the I'm not racist, I have a black friend thing. So he was working with um, uh, Lil Durk. He released a song with Lil Durk. Uh, and and that was sort of his, like, I'm not racist, I have a black friend thing. Um, but, like, mo- most people were like, okay, he actually did a good job apologizing. Because uh, it wasn't, like, super hateful. He wasn't doing anything, like... He wasn't doing any Hitler type shit. It was just he was using a word that is bad and offensive, and he was ignorant about it. And now he's not—he's he, not all that ignorant, apparently. Um. So in 2023, he uh he had a really big year this year, and one of the songs he released was called "Last Night." And anyone who listens to pop music in the year 2023 knew last night. Because it spent 16 consecutive weeks at the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100. 16 weeks. Do you know how long that is, Maxwell? That's like four months. It's like three and a half to four months. It's fucking ridiculous. He was on there forever. Right? And that song sucks. Because it is... Hmm. That's the real kicker. It's it yeah, a, exactly. It was a hit and it sucks. It was a hit and it was a shit. Let's be real here. It was a shit hit. Yes. So, um I'll say I I I haven't been the first to make this comparison. Uh the the person who I noticed made this comparison is Todd in the Shadows. Fucking love Todd in the Shadows. Go watch all of his all of his videos are great. Todd in the Shadows is awesome. Um, but he sort of pointed it out, and I agree with it, that Last Night is basically a Maroon 5 song. And you know how Maroon 5 has been making basically the exact same song since uh, ooh, 2011-ish? Where it's, oh, our relationship's so toxic, and we fight all the time, but we're so hot, and we have hot sex all the time, you know? It's that exact song over and over and over. And that has been their career since 2011. And that's basically what Last Night is. It is a 
country in air quotes it's not country enough to be country um it it is a country song uh that is basically just stealing the whole maroon five flow uh the whole the whole fucking flow word for word bar for bar it's it's terrible if maroon five had released the exact same song um I I wouldn't have been able to tell that it was a Morgan Wallen song. 100%. So, fuck Last Night, it's terrible. Fuck Maroon 5, they suck. But actually, I don't even think that that was the best uh, Morgan Wallen song that that came out last year. Because he actually did release a a decent song. And I think that should have been Grammy uh, nominated. Um, It's called, uh, what is it? Man Made a Bar? I'm sure you haven't heard that song, Maxwell. You don't listen to country music. But... I like that song. I think it's really good. Um, well, great. Yeah, I think I think the Grammys are worse than the Oscars. I'm going to be honest with you. They're that 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 sort of leads into my main point, which is the Grammys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh yeah, it's just it's so bad that they are so out of touch and their taste is so crappy. Like, at least the Oscars will have a year, like, uh, what was it, 2023, where they're like, uh, yep, we're going to give all the Oscars to this movie. It is the best movie of all time. We're also going to give it to the guy who objectively gave the best uh, lead performance. You know, Brandon Fraser finally got his, sorry, Fraser, Fraser, um, Brandon Fraser finally got his fucking uh, best male lead uh, Oscar. God, God bless him. God bless Brendan Fraser. I hope he's I hope he's doing good. Um I love that man. Do you love that man? Because I love that man. He I want to reiterate that I a love treasure. that treasure. Absolute fucking treasure. I want to give him a hug. I want to give him a hug and cook him dinner and just tell him, like, hey man, I love you, man. Cause like I didn't even watch the uh the mummy movies growing up as a kid, right? So this isn't like childhood nostalgia. It's just He's a wholesome figure who got beat down by the man, uh, or I guess by the woman in this in this instance. Uh, and, oh no, it was also the man, because, yeah, assaulted by a man, beat down by a woman in his shitty divorce, and, like, blacklisted from the industry. But then he finally made his fucking comeback, and I couldn't be happier for him. Because not only does does he represent like a success story, but like it couldn't have happened to a better guy. You know, he's just a he's just a delight, and he generally like seems just like so grateful. Oh, you know who else uh, is sort of like that? I actually I watched this video recently where it was um, Willem Dafoe trying to guess lines from like his most iconic characters, and you can just tell Willem Dafoe like just really loves just being an actor and just has so much love for the craft and so weren't you saying that uh he kind of got shafted for poor things that he should have got nominated for that uh not directly saying that but you know he could he could have been for his role he did pretty good yeah i i think willem dafoe is one of our greatest actors and also i want to give him a hug too he but he, he you know willem dafoe just seems like he's just doing great like Whenever you see him, he's just, like, smiling and having a good time. So it's just, like, I, I think he's in, like, his own little world. Just just having a good time. Just being in whatever fucking movies he wants. You know? Like, 
He'll do a, a Spider-Man No Way Home. He'll do a The Lighthouse. He'll do a The Northman, right? And then he'll just be in some, like, indie underground shit. And just, you know what? He's just having a fucking good time. So, good on him. But, like, you know, the Oscars will sometimes snub someone, like they did Willem Dafoe. Or they'll get something really, really right. But the Grammys never get anything really fucking right. Um, for example, here, here's one that I had some beef with. Wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? Okay. Uh, here's something really annoying. Um, they gave Coco Jones Best New Artist. Uh, and I can tell you for a fact, Coco Jones has been releasing music for over a decade now. She got started on the fucking Disney Channel back in... Uh, yeah. She, she was, what was it? Radio Disney's Next Big Thing in 2010, right? It has been fucking 14 years since Coco Jones was on the scene. How the fuck is she a new artist? So, fuck you, Grammys. You don't even know what the rules to your own fucking categories mean. Um, and then also, uh, they gave it to Victoria Monet uh, for, for Best New Artist. And I like her. She, she had a really good song. Um, but I think it should have been Noah Khan, personally. Uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with his music, Maxwell. Uh, probably not. Uh, he he did that um, stick season song. Oh, I've heard that one. Yeah. Uh, he also did a song with Post Malone. Um, I like the version without Post Malone on it, but he did a song with Post Malone called uh, "Dial Drunk," and holy shit, that song goes hard. I think that's my song of the year. "Dial Drunk" is a really good song. Um. Yeah, I I think he should have won Best New Artist personally, but if Victoria Monet wins, you know, since since Victoria Monet won, sure. Uh, also, Jelly Roll, I I think probably could have won for as well. Oh 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 oh. Also, um, I I brought this up for a reason for like uh. Uh, Grammy wins that could be a hint for the Oscars. I totally missed one. Um, what was I made for? Uh, one best song, like just overall best song of the year. So, um, I think it's gonna win at the Oscars. What do you think? Maybe, maybe they didn't will. even nominate. I'm just Ken, by the way. Didn't even nominate it. That's fucking bullshit for the Grammys. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, but Dance the Night also got nominated at the Grammys, and it didn't get nominated at the Oscars. So, I'm cool with that. Um, but yeah, what was I made for winning the Grammy? Makes sense. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say in regards to the Grammys is uh, I, I have released a, I mean, I guess it's kind of a statement on our Twitter account. Uh, which was just a photo of the Avatar guy saying, Jack Antonov? No, I don't think I will. And th that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say Wonderful. about it. Yeah. Wonderful. I don't think I will. Like, how do you choose that name? Right? If you have a name that... <laughs> if your first name is Jack and your last name ends with off, right... Come on, you knew, right? Like he knows. Does he know? He I knows. Hope he knows. 
He, I mean, if he doesn't know then, then fucking send that meme to him and he will know, you know? Like, he, he's, somebody needs to tell him that, that, that his name sounds like a command to jack someone named Anton off. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Like, I'm sorry. Don't shoot the messenger. I, I, I didn't name you that. And you can, you can change your name in showbiz. Right? Like, you, you know, nom de plume or, or stage name or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You can change your name, buddy. Don't. Why? Why, why is your name Jack Antonoff, man? I don't want to Jack Antonoff. Oh, God. We knew an Antoine. And I, I got a mental image of that. And I, I don't want that mental image anymore. I'm going to... Uh, uh, wash my eyes and my brain with bleach. Um, fuck, that was awful. That's that's an awful mental image. I wanna. I would like to die now. That's okay. that's terrible. Ah, oh, fuck. Ugh. Um. Oh, Jesus. Also, uh, I had I I had a question. Um. Shoot. Uh, for uh. You know we are we are at the the end of the uh the, the first month of 2024. You know it's over. It is it is Jover. You know January 2024 is over. So what do you think is the best meme of 2024 so far? What have we got? All uh, I know is this stupid one with Taylor Swift and her boyfriend. I don't even know her boyfriend's name. Some basketball player? Football player. Travis Kelsey. Some basketball player? I'll He's repeat. not a basketball player. I'll repeat it again. Because it's funny. Um, <laughs> okay. I feel like it ended a little bit uh, before 2024, but I want to say the... um. The Moneyball Lord of the Rings crossover memes were a strong contender for the best meme of the year. Like, if they count as being part of 2024, best meme of the year. Uh, fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, it's so good. It's, it's really good. I, I love those memes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Moneyball Lord of the Rings and you'll have a fucking great time. If you've seen both Moneyball and Lord of the Rings. But for the very specific niche of people who have seen both of those and who love both of those. Because I fucking love Moneyball and I fucking love Lord of the Rings. For, for that specific crossover of people, it is the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. Nice. Well, oh my god. Have, have, have I shown you those? Don't think so. For, have you seen Moneyball? Uh, I can't remember. Brad Pitt, uh, Jonah Hill. I know. I can't remember. Like, I feel like maybe you I did see it. Nah, but like, maybe I did and didn't remember. I mean, but Moneyball is like the best fucking uh, film of 2011. You know, one of the best films of the 2010s as a decade. Uh. Should have won Best Picture that year. I forget what it lost to. Uh, 
it was really good. It, it's just a super well-made film. Uh, I forget. Oh, fuck, I forget what it was. Um, damn. It was nominated for six fucking Oscars. It didn't win any of them. Jesus Christ. How do you fuck that up, man? How do you fuck that up? To just not, not give them best picture. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? That, if you've seen Moneyball, you know what I'm talking about. It was perfect. It's like a perfect film. So, you get it. You get it. If you've seen it, and you like Lord of the Rings as well, go for it. You know? You know, it's it's the best meme of the year. Heike. But, like, if you haven't seen it... Oh, what? Fucking The Artist one? What the fuck was The Artist? Who even... What? Who the fuck was that? Who talks about this? Okay. We do. Okay. We talk about it. No one else has brought that film up in fucking, like, since it won that Oscar right but moneyball is still relevant all these years later now i'm not gonna say that uh moneyball left a more like a greater cultural impact except that's exactly what i'm saying who the fuck cares about the artist i want to go back in time to uh the 2012 oscars and i'm going to make them i'm i'm going to uh rig the vote i'm going to gather up all of the votes that were for anything other than moneyball and i'm going to burn them in a pit and if anyone tries to stop me they're going in the pit as well because fuck you moneyball is the greatest fucking film it's it it's in my top five films of the 2010s moneyball is a really good film it is a really well-made film it is it's a lot better, like, from a cinematography and a filmmaking uh, perspective and, like, an editing perspective than people give it credit for. But it is fucking phenomenal, and I love it. And I'm not even biased from, like, a baseball standpoint, because I know people who don't like baseball who fucking love it. So, there you go. Uh, go watch Moneyball if you haven't, and then also go watch Lord of the Rings if you haven't. But everyone's watched Lord of the Rings. So if you haven't watched Lord of the Rings, you were literally born yesterday. So get to it. You know, fucking hurry up. <laughs> the extended editions are only like 12 hours. You can do it. Um, yeah. But God, I fucking love Moneyball. Anywho, let's do a big red button. I'm going to make let's... you come up with it. Why? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing all the way to the bank, baby. Come on. Um, you can come up with one. It's easy. But, like, what would it have to do with what we've talked about today? It doesn't have to. Alright. Um, let's say... You are incredibly famous. Mm -hmm. This is so stupid. You are incredibly famous. And uh, your name is known worldwide. Yes. But. But 
it's it's because um, I don't know. It's because you're <laughs> I don't have an I don't have a okay, I guess you were um your name is known worldwide, right? Mm-hmm. Across the world. Yes. And it's because uh you're the first person to have your legs rolled over by an electric car. I'm not I wouldn't be the first person to have my legs rolled over by an electric car. I don't fucking know what to add to this. I don't know. I hand uh, grab these like every week. I know, which is great for me, who's <laughs> terrible at improving these. But it's not even that bad of improv. It's easy. Okay. It's so easy. Um Okay, you're known worldwide, but you're known yeah. for being the biggest loser in the world. Would you press the button? That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> do I have to do everything myself? Do I gotta do I gotta do everything myself? What do you mean? Are you gonna, gonna press gonna... the button or not? No, I'm gonna come up with a big red button. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Boring fucking question. I don't you fucking asked me to make one and so i did and it was terrible it was whose fault is that yours probably mine yeah yours it's not even that hard okay i have one are you are you ready get ready um uh you gain the ability uh to uh uh receive the memories of all of your ancestors but uh, in order to do so, you have to relive all of their deaths personally. But I still live. Yes, you still live, but you have to live through every single human ancestor's deaths. Like from the time in which we were Homo sapiens to now, every single one of their deaths you have to live through. And I get all their memories. Yeah. So that is... See, it's 2024. And the human species is about... uh, One one to 200,000 years old. So that would be... About... What is that? uh, 5,000? 50,000 deaths? I forget where the zero would go. Like, assuming a new human is born every 20 years, if, if it's 100,000 divided by 20, yeah, 5,000 deaths you would have to go through, but you would gain all of their memories. Would you do it? Yes or no? I think I could take a weekend off. <laughs> Live through every single one of my ancestors' deaths. Yeah, let's say it's like the last five minutes. Let's say it's like the last five minutes of everyone's lives. Time. Yo, that's like crazy. Twenty-five thousand minutes, uh, and then divided by sixty, it's four hundred sixteen hours. Divided by twenty-four, 
17 days. You would have to spend 17 days reliving deaths. But, uh, there you go. You, you, you gain all the memories of all of your ancestors, which is roughly 5,000 people. Yeah, roughly about 5,000 generations. So, I mean, you know, you could be getting eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, could be some of your ancestors dying in that big volcanic winter we had in uh, a couple hundred thousand years ago. Um, have, I, have I ever talked to you about this one? This is, this is one of my favorite theories in the world is, um, like, I think like somewhere in the last hundred, 150,000 years, uh, there was a big, like super volcano in Indonesia or like Indonesia, Fiji, that sort of area of the world, like Oceania in between Asia and Australia, basically there was a super volcano that went off there and it is like one of the largest ones in human history. Right. Like it was so bad that, uh, like anything in that area would be completely fucked, right? But the good news is the human population was over in Africa. The bad news is the volcanic eruption was so bad that we got a volcanic winter in Africa that was so bad that the human population dropped from like, I think it went from like 20 or like at least 10,000 humans down to about 1,000. So, so I would have lived through that at least. Depends, depends. Maybe your ancestor was like older and like had a kid who lived, but like you died in it. You know, you never know. But all anatomically modern humans are theoretically descended from that hypothetical uh, group of 1,000 humans. And that's why we're so similar now. Because if we weren't, you know, there would be like thousands more potential combinations, uh, millions more potential like combinations for breeding, right? But all of us are descended from that same 1,000 group of people. So overall, genetically, we're very similar. But like, if that hadn't have happened, if like the human race had continued on like that, we probably would have divulged into another species by now. Like, we probably would be, like, two or three different species because, like, speciation takes around that amount of time. So, if we had, like, all spread out but had kept that same number, we probably would have gotten, like, different species in America and Asia and Australia and that sort of thing rather than all of us being, like, the same species. So, I think that's crazy. That I think that's just interesting to think about, you know? It's it's an interesting thing, but it's not funny. So maybe maybe probably shouldn't have brought it up on this podcast, but I think it's interesting, you know? You you, you learn things here on this show. It's funny to some. Not to really. Some people, it's I don't think it's all that funny. Big volcano wipes out like 90% of the population. Yeah. I now I need to look at the actual uh numbers. Uh what is it? Genetic Bottleneck theory. Toba catastrophe theory, I guess, is what it's called, specifically. Um, it's just a theory, though? Uh, 
Yes. Okay, so uh, potentially it's saying somewhere between three and 10,000 people. Not not all the way. Uh, Alright, so they don't know how many human beings there were before, and they don't know how many after. They hypothesize that it's three to 10,000 surviving individuals. Um, but it was 70,000 years ago, so I was right about that. I said it was in sometime in the last 100,000 years, so I was right. But, yeah. So I guess they wouldn't know how many were before, but they do know now because they're basing it on uh, DNA evidence. All right, that makes sense. But yeah, so theoretically, somewhere between 1 and 10,000 human beings existed when there should have been a lot more. And there was a huge genetic bottleneck right there, and it happens to coincide with the eruption of Toba uh, 70,000 years ago. So there you go. But I, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I think that is a... Uh, I don't, is, is that not cool? It's pretty cool. Yeah, but it was like a huge like uh, volcanic winter and shit, and it was it was crazy. Um, yeah, so volcanoes are bad. We should we should avoid volcanoes. Yes, right. I agree. Is that not smart? Like you're such a genius. In theory, in theory. There is a chance that the human race could avoid volcanoes by going to all the volcanoes and sort of poking them with a stick and letting out all the excess gas. In theory, that could work. But you'd have to poke them with multiple sticks at the same time. But in theory, that could work. So... You know what? Elect me as president and I will poke the Yellowstone volcano with a stick to make sure that it doesn't blow up and kill the entire human race. So that's that's my campaign platform. You'd is... do that for us? I would. I would do that for you. I would I would hold the stick myself. I I would go there uh in my president suit with the little president pin and I'll put on a hard hat and I will hold the stick myself. And I will poke the fucking uh, super volcano with the stick and uh, make it fart out all the volcanic gas so that way it won't erupt. Problem fucking solved. I'm not a geologist, but uh, I'm a fucking genius. So that's that's got to work, right? That's got to count for something. Yes. Right? Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. So... I'm going to fix all the volcanoes in the world. You're welcome. You're welcome humanity, really. You know, like I'll like I'll even do it for the countries that I don't like. Um they know who they are and they know what they did. Um but you know what? I'll fix it for you anyway just because I'm I'm a good guy. I'm I'm a I'm a kind and generous soul. So don't fucking forget that. Okay? Don't you fucking forget that. I'm going to do you this solid, and then you're going to owe me, okay? It's called reciprocity, okay? It's called, it's called uh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, you know? So I want them back scratches, okay? There you go. Merry there Christmas. You have it. 
That's that's my gift to you. So man wants his back scratches. When you see me on the ballot in uh twenty two thousand forty is when I will be eligible. That'll be the presidential election in which I am eligible uh, to run. And you can bet he's running. In 2040, when I am on the on the presidential ballot for the first time, I want you all to know that that is my platform, and I need you all to vote for me, okay? If you're hearing this now, I need you all to be like, okay, that's actually a really good idea, and then Lift vote for to me. 20, 2040, please. Exactly. And then, and then when you when you elect me president, and I poke all the volcanoes with a big stick, and then we're never going to die from the stupid volcanoes, you you will know who to thank because it's me because I did it, and I said on February sixth, two thousand twenty four, that I would do that for you, and I'm going to fulfill that promise. There you go, a, a politician you can believe in. That's me. That, that there you go. Merry Christmas. Um. I think we should end this episode. This is this is getting off the rails. Mm-hmm. I approve. Um, uh, I, I want to thank this Justin. Message. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I want to thank Justin Connor um, for supporting us, uh, supporting my presidential campaign. Uh, that that's what your your uh, uh, donation this month will be. So if you donate this month, I will specifically save your money and I will put it into my presidential campaign. So there you go. Uh, if you want a cool shout out like that, head on over to patreon.com and join the supporter tier, uh, where you will get the first part of all of our episodes early, uh, as well as a cool shout out in the description and, uh, ending section of every episode. Uh, if you want to join the $5, uh, influential and successful tier, that means that you get the whole episode early and ad free. So no ad break in the middle, uh, you get all that early as soon as it's done editing uh, instead of having to wait till Tuesday. So definitely go do that. It's fun. It's nice. It's nifty. Uh, you also get movie commentary tracks as well. Uh, we did uh, National Lampoon's Christmas va- uh, Vacation. That one's uh, on there. Uh, we did The Rock with uh, Scott Henson. And we did the first four Indiana Jones movies. So those are all up on uh, Patreon for our $5 tier members. So go and join. Uh, It's pretty fun. We have a good time. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, we are at IIHS podcast, all one word, on Instagram, Twitter, threads, Blue Sky. I don't think I've been posting on Blue Sky. I need to post more on Blue Sky. Uh, We're also uh, at IIHS podcast on YouTube. So if you want topic suggestions, Q&A, announcements, that sort of thing, that's where to go. Uh, definitely go check us out. That's also where I posted that, uh, uh, that meme with the, with the Jack Antonoff. So sometimes we put memes on there too. So definitely, definitely go check that out. You, you might be in for a treat. But other than that, I don't think I have anything else to say. I think that's all the calls to action. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add, Maxwell? No, okay. but do it. Call okay. to action. Uh, also, uh, vote for me for president in yes. 2040. Um, I guess vote in 2024 as well. Yeah, do vote in your primaries. They're 
There was a primary today, I think, and there's going to continue to be primaries. So go vote in your primaries. There you go. Uh, love you. Uh, goodbye. What? Wait, no. Hang on. We're gonna, we didn't do the actual outro last week, and you, I don't feel like... I, I, you're I, crapping I think, on our outro. I think what we need hell? to do our, our actual outro. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, my name is Kale. I've been incredibly influential. And my name is Maxwell, and I've been highly successful. Uh, catch you guys next week. <laughs>